Hi folks. I am Geetanj from Hack Reports. Hope you've been listening to our previous podcasts in the data privacy series. Our last chapter, Beginner's Guide 101, highlighted the basics of how you can start protecting your privacy against any cyber threats using simple, well-known and effective methods. Taking the next curve in this path, today we will discuss about your browser safety tips, a place where you go to for every problem, where you spend a huge chunk of your time, and also where you unknowingly store the most data about your life. The more you understand how your information is being collected, shared and sold, the more you will want to protect your privacy. But it's still hard to know which of your efforts are actually effective and which ones are waste of time. Here we can help you understand how this part of the digital world works. But more specifically, let's start with browser privacy hacks. Before we dive into today's topic, I just want to quickly share about hack reports. For those of you who don't know about Hack Reports, we are a cybersecurity news platform where we bring together latest updates regarding malware, vulnerabilities, patches, exploits and more security awareness topics. Please visit www.hackreports.com to know more and download our mobile app. Now, let's begin with today's class chapter 102 browser safety tips. Number 1. HTTPS versus HTTP The above terminology may be quite common for web developers, but not so much for everybody else. At max you've probably noticed, noticed these words in your browser search bar before, but have no idea what they really mean. Breaking them down in explicit terms might be a little complex, but the basic premise you need to understand is that HTTPS is equals to secure, and HTTP is equals to unsecure. If you're on a website, particularly a e-commerce sites or anywhere you make financial transactions and you see it listed as HTTP, it means your data isn't encrypted and any hacker can easily decode your entered information. In simpler terms, anything you enter on that site, including personal and financial details, is being transmitted on a public network and could potentially be accessed. Number 2. Browse in incognito or private mode. to avoid your computer saving your browsing history temporary internet files or cookies to your web surfing in private mode web browser today offer their own versions of this form of privacy protection in chrome it's called incognito mode firefox calls it private browsing and internet explorer uses the name in private browsing for its privacy feature when you search with these modes turned on others won't be able to trace your browsing history from your computer But these private modes aren't completely private. When you're searching in incognito or private mode, your internet service provider, also referred as ISP, can still see your browsing activity. If you are searching on a company computer, so can your employer. The websites you visit can also track you. So yes, incognito browsing does have certain benefits, but it's far from the only tool available to help you maintain your privacy while online. Anonymous search engines and virtual private networks can bolster your online privacy. More of that in the next point. Number 3. Use a different search engine. To take it up a notch from our previous advice, you can try using more discrete browser options. If you're like many web surfers, you rely heavily on Google as your search engine. But you don't have to. Privacy is one reason people prefer to use anonymous search engines. This type of search engine doesn't collect or share your search history or clicks. Some popular and trusted examples in this category are DuckDuckGo, StartPage, CRX, Ecosia, and many more. 
Bonus benefit Anonymous search engines can also block ad tracker on the websites you visit. Number 4. Cookie management. Cookies are little data pieces stored on your computer. They allow computers to store information like passwords and other user information. While they can increase convenience for logins, they also run the risk of allowing companies to track potential clients. In most web browser, under options, you can view all of your cookies. In recent times, due to few privacy law upgrades, most websites notify or ask your permission before capturing your cookie data. Rather than simply selecting the I accept cookies option, click on the second button that says something like manage cookies. Go in there and only select the mandatory cookies and remove other information. Number 5. Be careful where you click and beware of phishing scams. One of the ways in which hackers compromise your online privacy is through phishing attempts. What's that, you ask? Well, have you come across one of those fake emails, posing most times as your bank, credit card providers, or other financial institutions, asking you to click on the given link to verify your personal or financial details, to keep your account from being frozen or closed? Well, that's a phishing scam in plain eyes waiting to detonate. In phishing, scammers try to trick you into providing valuable financial or personal information. But don't fall for them. If you click on a phishing link, you could be taken to a spoofed web page that looks like the homepage of a bank or financial institution. But when you enter in your account information, you'll be sending it to the scammers behind the phishing attempt, not to the real company. Before clicking on suspicious links, hover your cursor over the link to view the destination URL. It appears in the bottom left corner of the screen. If it doesn't match the financial website you use, don't click. Also, remember that banks or other financial institutions will never ask you to provide account or financial information through an email. If you receive such an email and you are wary, log in directly to your financial provider's online account portal. You can then check to see if there are problems with your account. Or call the financial provider yourself to ask if there are any problems with your account, using the customer service number from one of your statements or the provider's website, not the one included in the suspect email you received. In simple terms, if it feels fishy, it might be phishing. That's it for today folks, hope we were able to enlighten you with a few not so common browser best practices. We'll meet you guys next week with more interesting privacy insights. Till then stay safe and follow our podcast channel to show us some love.